The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by The Beeline. Visit findyoursippingpoint.com and by Michter's American Whiskies. Hey, welcome back to The Fred Minnick Show. I'm Fred. This podcast is sponsored by The Beeline, a northern Kentucky bourbon experience, a mashup of five Kentucky bourbon trail craft distilleries, six unique bourbon bars, and five bourbon-focused restaurants across from Cincinnati and the edge of bourbon country, Learn more at findyoursippingpoint.com. That's findyoursippingpoint.com. Look, I know we're all in this whole thing right now. We're all under quarantine. This is the pandemic we now know as the coronavirus that is basically keeping us away from everything. This stuff is going to pass over. And one day the the clouds are going to open and sunshine is going to come right down on your face. And believe me, you're going to want to be at a bar or a distillery sipping some good bourbon. So go to findyoursippingpoint.com to see how you can do it in the northern Kentucky area. This week's episode is really it's it's a it's it's really kind of disheartening that I'm that I'm doing it now, but it's but it's because I saw a photo of uh the lead singer Danielle Souza who is was she was in a hospital bed. And basically talking about how she had to have uh, emergency surgery to remove an ovarian cyst. And it just was one of those kinds of moments. She's so young, uh, such a rising star in music that I was just kind of like, wow, here we are, this incredible young talent. And she's right here in a hospital bed, even with all that's going on in the world. That things like cancers, they're not stopping. Heart attacks, they're not stopping. Ovarian cancers and cysts, all that stuff, it's still going to happen. And it's kind of just surreal to come across that in your Instagram feed. And it, they just happen to be up on my docket uh, for an upcoming episode. So we're putting the dead posy here. And they're kind of this, man... Dead Posey is this band that had a lot of have a lot of people in the rock world really, really excited. And, you know, one of the big reasons why is because of Danielle, just this incredible, strong female vocalist. And the world is looking for, you know, female vocalists right now. And she's got it. Man, does she have it. And I cannot wait for you to listen to this interview because really it is it is it's a story of breaking into music and what does it mean to make it into you know the music business so now the the sponsor or i'm sorry the the trivia for for this week i'm basing it all around uh danielle because she is such a a strong female presence on stage uh i wanted to make this about um uh, about women and I wrote a book called Whiskey Women, where I celebrate women uh, who are part of the whiskey industry. And so I want to have a question for you. My question is is about how women have impacted bourbon. Now, they had one really primary job, one primary job. They did everything. They did everything from distilling uh, to barreling. Uh, they've done everything over the lifetimes and in, in, the, in the industry's lifetime. But there was one job that women were really, really well known for, and it's because men were not good at it at all. 
That answer is going to come up after the interview. But first, a word from our sponsors. Imagine this, an experience centered around five Kentucky Bourbon Trail craft tour distilleries in northern Kentucky, the gateway to Kentucky bourbon. Add five amazing bourbon-centric bars and five delicious bourbon-focused restaurants, cultivating the freshest takes and culinary delights, and you are on the beeline. Start your trip today at findyoursippingpoint.com. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single-barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. I'm joined by Dead Posey. How are you all? Hello. We are great. How are you? So... You guys uh, crushed it yesterday Thank on the you. stage. Uh, how did it feel to, to perform at Louder Than Life? It's freaking awesome. Yeah. It was amazing. It was hot and a little bloody. I got a little bloody, so I licked some blood off my wrist. Yeah. So. In the middle of the yeah. show, she came over to me and like, "Look at this!" And it's just blo- blood yeah. all over her wrist. Like, cool. So it was good. <laughs> so did you like go like guar and like start spraying people? I didn't spray because it didn't hit a vein. <laughs> it wasn't an arterial so, spray, thank God. It Otherwise, was just blood on hospital. my wrist. So. Oh wow. She did lick it I on stage. It. No, it was, it was you, an you awesome licked, show. You licked your blood off stage. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty yeah. good. That feels pretty metal. It felt very yeah. louder than life. Yeah, it felt appropriate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a great time. It was a great show. So how did you two meet? How did we meet? We met seven and a half years ago now. Seven and a half years ago, just in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, various, you know, circles kind of combining. And uh, it took us a while to actually start making music together. Um you were in other bands, I was in another band, um, but it was always kind of in the in the ether around us. Yeah. And uh, once we started really doing it in earnest, Dead Posey came pretty quickly out of that. We kind of had a shared love of rock music and you know, we kind of took our different tastes and put it all in the stew and Dead Posey was birthed. So one of, um, one of my good friends, um, when I was tell when I was trying to find a guest for the podcast, you know, I'm pretty choosy. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I just don't like take anybody on. And I said I want somebody who is kind of like is on our what we consider like the undercard that right. that you feel like is going to be like one of the next big bands. And 
you all were the first day. Well, thank recommended. you. Thank you to whoever recommended us. Thank uh, you, thank you. We will drink some bourbon with you. Just come make yourselves known to us. I believe Give you a high five. I believe you already have. It was Lindsay, Lindsay Medina. Okay, nice. awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, Lindsay. She's the, she's the uh, marketing love. manager here. Okay, you're awesome, Lindsay. Um, so what do you, when you, um, I, I know in terms of like a lot of the senior bands here, you all are, are new to the scene. Yeah. What is, when people say, making it i never really know what that means in the in the music business but what does making it mean to you i mean i feel like making it would be where you're just able to do tours all the time and just be able to do albums endlessly without worrying about money and i feel like that's making it for me in in this day and age you know making it's maybe a little different than it used to be 20 30 years ago um different business now it's streaming it's online it's digital but I think for a band touring is always going to be a really key part of it and that's you know festivals like this are Mm -hmm. great examples of that you know if you have an audience they're going to come see you and you can interact that way steadily kind of like you said I think that's a good marker for making it obviously radio hits and things like that are nice but finding an audience that's into you interest in what you're doing next and look frankly a big enough audience to live on that and and be able to do music full-time that's making it to us but that being said we want to take over the world so that's making it too nice one step at a time yeah i I like the taking over the world thing i I like that attitude (laughs) yeah yeah. and i think what can help you in that path is bourbon you know (laughs) it'll certainly make us feel (laughs) feel like we're taking over this it could give you like some uh some powers uh so let's it's this portion in the show where i like to kind of get into your your drinking lives. This is exciting. And so okay. uh, let's let's start with some kind of like uh, all these questions I'm going to be asking you will actually help me pair a bourbon to your palate. Nice. Great, great. I'd like to know what was your first drink? First drink? Go for yeah. it. Your first alcohol drink. would have been a beer. Okay. When I was about 17. Probably. Okay. What was you? your first like mixed drink? Uh, what was your first one you remember? I remember liking a Sailor Jerry's. Sailor Jerry rum. Yeah. Right. That, that was definitely one of the first ones. Maybe Jack Daniels might have been the first Okay. One. First whiskey. Yeah, you, you dig the whiskey, mm-hmm. right? All right. And it does good for me. I, vodka, I can't do. All right, knuckle bump on yeah. that. <laughs> Not a vodka thing. We hate vodka on this I, show. I hate, hate That's vodka. the one you won't touch. Like, you'll no. have a rum, you'll definitely have a whiskey here I and there, tequila. I think it's poisoned in my blood. I think it is. <laughs> Actually, it I think I think vodka is the devil. Yeah, it is. So, okay. you know. <laughs> it is. I think my first mixed drink was probably like a whiskey sour or something like okay. that. Okay. I that might have had a good. sip. Someone might have given me a sip of beer when I was a kid or something just to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always would come back to, you know, the, the whiskeys like Buffalo Trace I liked. Obviously, Jack Daniels. Um, you know, I'll definitely do some tequila here and there. Yeah, tequila. Um, but I like I like the brown I like the brown booze for sure. Nice. <laughs> so what do you drink when you're on the road? Well, on the road, like the last tour we did it was like so crazy and like so little time to enjoy anything. It was like get in the van, drive, you know, but we eight did hours. Have a few tequila shots. That's some tequila, tequila shots. Okay. okay. The easiest, like. And you do this before you get on stage? Uh, once. Have once a, in a while. Yeah, I'll have okay. a nip before Not stage sometimes. I like to be pretty, pretty, you know, cogent. Well, and plus, too, I feel. At least for me, I get really fucking nervous before 
every performance. So really? me, I already feel like I'm kind of drunk in a way. So sometimes <laughs> it's like, uh, drinking too much isn't good. Yeah. For me, so I try to stay away from it. So, I don't so is that too. like adrenaline? Oh, definitely. She used to do Blackberry Brandy, like pre-Dead Posey, other bands. I drank a whole bottle of Blackberry Brandy because you good. heard it was like good for your vocal cords, but I think it was mm -hmm. helping other stuff. Yeah. Not anymore. Those, <laughs> Not those anymore. days are over. <laughs> but yeah, definitely a, a little sip beforehand, yeah, the, then yeah. some more afterwards. Okay. It's kind of All right. too. <laughs> okay, so now let me dial in a little bit. Now I kind of have a feel for both of you. Both, it seems like um, your bass might be, you know, Jack Daniels for you mm -hmm. and Buffalo Trace for you. Yeah, sure. Uh -huh. So, uh, a question for you. Do you like bananas? Love bananas. Okay. Potassium all day she long. She has a banana every day. Okay. I haven't had one today because Starbucks didn't have it. So, <laughs> yeah. give me a banana. I don't have a banana. <laughs> but you have but, something but similar. I have some whiskeys that have some really rich Sweet. banana notes. There you go. And get I'm going to take it. You like... Uh, like pumpkin pie. I actually love pumpkin pie. Yeah. Nutmegs and everything. I do. I do a lot. I okay. like kind of fall, and it's kind of getting into fall here, even though yeah. it feels like it's about 100 degrees out. <laughs> I know. I'm sweating like a whore in church right now. <laughs> you know, it's pretty damn hot. It is. <laughs> it is hot. I mean, we're, we're in an air-conditioned... Uh, I know. Um, whatever this thing is. And a you're looking very dapper. Well, thank you. So I know that's you got, you got an ascot. We love the ascot. I know. The, the, uh, <laughs> the ascot is, uh, it's brave times to wear it in this, yep. in this temperature. <laughs> Soon it will be ascot season. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but it's not right now. Uh, so now I, I think I, ha I know what I want to pair for you. Uh, I've got a Jack Daniels uh, single barrel pick nice. that I did um, a couple years ago for for the festival okay. so, so awesome. this was actually a pick that we did for louder than life oh nice a couple years ago Beautiful. and for you i don't know if we have any left i think we might have drank it all last night uh but i'd like to so good. i'd like to give him some uh e.h taylor okay I, I am not familiar with that bourbon so i'm excited e to try it if you have mm -hmm. it it's the yellow label back there alex alex is my uh hard working Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Okay. <laughs> Can I take a look at the uh, the label on that? I'm just curious. Colonel E.H. Taylor. Nice. Four grain. Okay. Lovely. What are you having? It's nice. Um, you can do a little cheers. Let me let me think up. What am I in the mood for? <laughs> you know what? I'll just have some of the Jack. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah, when we're at like you know a bar and it's sort of like they don't have a big selection, you know, we'll kind of go with the Jack as a starting point and if they have some you know more boutique bourbons and stuff I'll, I'll be mm -hmm. I'm always interested in trying those so yeah Jack Daniels is um you know it's also got this connection to rock and roll definitely you know mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy Page drinking it backstage of course. I mean every musician was like they actually had people that their whole job was to give musicians bottles of Jack Daniels yeah. so Smart. That bottle is iconic, yeah. you know, right. it's an iconic it shape works. and look. It works because yeah. it's definitely everywhere. It is, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say, you know, after Coca-Cola, it's probably the yep. <laughs> most recognizable, like, beverage brand. Maybe Starbucks. Of but, course. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Starbucks. That is a head. beverage, yeah. Yeah. They're more of a thing than a beverage, I think. But, okay. all right, so let's get to the whiskey. Let's get to it. So when we, when the, it all starts with analyzing it. When you, when you analyze whiskey, especially American whiskey, you want to look at the color. Mm -hmm. When it goes into the barrel, it's as clear as the water from your tap. So, wow. the, so the color can be a really nice indication of, of its time in the barrel. And every day it's working in and out of that wood, just yeah. kind of collecting all those wood sugars and 
you know, changing the color. Wow. So if it's if you know something six years old and it's a light straw color, then you know it didn't do very well in the barrel. It's okay. going to be grainy. Okay. But so here we have some really rich, like both of these whiskeys are yeah. incredibly rich. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. the Jack Daniels is amber. You know, that's a nice russet color. Exactly. I was wondering, trying they, to think about that color. Do one. they have legs like wines do? Is it similar? They like they do, and actually, if you take a look. You, this is this oh, is yeah, a great this is a great way of like uh, identifying a whiskey. If you take a look at at the Jack Daniel legs and compare mm-hmm. it to the E. H. Taylor nice legs, look how level. different they are. Yeah. You see how the uh, Jack Daniel's legs are really a lot. really tight oh, and yeah. groovy. They're thinner, yeah. These are kind of long. Those are those are like uh, kind of like a groupy, Puffed, right. long. Yeah. They they look more like an octopus. Yeah, yeah. This this looks you know They're more very, like really fine thin yeah, yeah fine exactly and it's just it's just it, it's not a way to judge it but okay. it's just it's just kind of like you know you know it's, it's like 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 to look at it's like a, it's yeah. it's art exactly. you know? it is it is a little <laughs> pollock kind of thing uh-huh. going on there <laughs> it's kind of like an unnecessary drum solo right you know <laughs> I gotta say, I think fun. pretty much all uh, all drum solos are unnecessary. I mean, <laughs> I play drums too, so <laughs> I, I I sometimes like um, I listen to a song and they'll go into a drum solo, and I'm like, I don't get that. Is that just to keep the drummer happy, or yes? Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm going to speak for all the bands here at Louder Than Life. Come at me if you disagree. No, just kidding. Uh, some people like it. They they do get they a cheer. They do get a cheer a lot. Skills, yeah, right? I give the drummer some. He's sitting, he or back. she sitting farther back, yeah. the back row. You know. I think love. the bass player is more bone. neglected though. That's true because you do never hear of bass solos. But you solos. feel that bass. You feel yeah. the bass all the time. That's it's the like thing. the little phantom. It is the phantom yeah. because if you take the bass away, the band doesn't sound no. right at all. No. But you don't notice no. it when it's as much as there. Like there's the bass. That, we <laughs> just got <laughs> right, right on, on cue. cue. <laughs> By the way, I planned that. You know, so this is perfectly timed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the schedules today have just the been right on, the, right on the minute. <laughs> so now, okay. uh, now we come to uh, a fun part where we nose it. When you nose. Your bourbon, okay. you do it with your mouth open, just slightly. Uh-huh. And now do it with your mouth closed, and you see. Tell me if you notice a difference. Oh, huge difference! Wow, that's really yeah. wild. I get so much more of it with the with the mouth open. With the mouth closed, it feels like rubbing alcohol. Yeah. In your nose. Mm. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. Is like when you do it with your mouth closed, you really are just picking up the alcohol. Right. But with your mouth open, you know, you relax your olfactory, and it's huh. kind of cycles through a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. So what are you picking up? Man, that's tough. It's tough to... You go first, Dean. Obviously, different whiskeys here, and there are no wrong answers. I'm getting... I mean, you go first. I'm getting sort of a citrusy kind of thing, maybe? Citrus or... I like I like the way you nose too. You like get up in there. I'm trying oh, to yeah. get in there. He like He'll gets get up in there in and he's ass. like and you can hear him going <laughs> You know I mean there's sort of a Sound candy. Effect. I don't know if it's like a you know, just a sweet I don't know if it's like vanilla or like a some kind of, or cinnamon and like citrus kind of thing going on. That's kinda of what I'm getting so far. I mean I feel like I'm getting a little bit of uh, that vanilla extract oh very nice yeah very nice yeah that's yeah. what i'm kind of are you feeling banana in there 
smidge, maybe. Maybe, but it could be because I know that it's <laughs> in there. We've oh, spoken the, about bananas. Yeah. The palate, the yeah. palate is always the true indicator of what's yeah. on of, of the taste. So let's do right. that. And when you taste, you just want to get you just want to get it on your tongue, so we're not shooting it. Not shooting. Okay. You want you want to get it kind of like coverage all over your tongue, feel it all around. Okay. So you don't want to take it like a shot. Not a no. shot. Yeah. <laughs> don't take it shot. Don't take it like a shot, yeah. even though it's hot. And, yeah. I, and I think the because there's no camera, the the cups are these are like bourbon sipping cups, basically. That's right. right. These are called Glen Karens. Glen Karens. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bananas. Mm. Definitely bananas. That's yeah, ja it's like a Jack Daniels trademark. Huh. Interesting. And that's they, really good. The one I had, it's really good. So that's made. So E. H. Taylor is made by the same distillery that does Buffalo Trace. Got it. Interesting. So I do like Buffalo Trace. I think it might be kind of similar, but this is richer. Um, there's some like complexity in there. It's kind of a strong after thing, like pow, but it's good. It's smooth, mm -hmm. though. It's really, really smooth. Is it supposed to have a tingle on your tongue? Is that normal? So that would be like, um, let's let's describe what that tingle is. Uh -huh. um, does the is the tingle like a like a nine volt battery hitting your tongue, or is it mm -hmm. like a it's like a little bit of kind of like like hot sauce after feel? It's kind of like a, if you had pop rocks in your mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. So yeah, like that. that's a great description. <laughs> yeah. I actually have that very description in one of my books. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah. So that's kind of like, uh, like. yeah, it's kind of a uh, like a, a mouthfeel, yeah. and you know that's spice. Yeah. So that's okay. what we would call like uh, we describe that as spice. Okay, I love spice. So. Now, if you can like narrow that down a little bit, so let's focus on, let's now focus on that that feeling that you're getting on your tongue, mm -hmm. and narrow that down taste it one more time and so you've identified that see if there's an underlayer of flavor okay. underneath that i mean chocolate very nice mm -hmm. <laughs> i think i was gonna say that too <laughs> maybe, maybe some like pumpkin-y kind of kind of thing going on there now I'm really getting the, now I'm really getting the tingle. I've had three sips of this. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you ready? You ready to go back on stage now? I know. <laughs> hey, can we play no. again? <laughs> Day two. <laughs> hey, you never know. There could be a cancellation. You know. I, you never yeah. know. We're ready. I think half of our gear is back at the hotel, but we you know we'll it make it work. Yeah. Fifteen minutes away. Speaking of gear, have you ever had your gear get lost in transit? Just happened. Uh, yesterday, uh, before <laughs> our show. Um, you know, because we flew in from LA for this. Thursday night. Thursday night. Mm -hmm. We have a bunch of gear, a bunch of guitars, and our, we have a cymbal case, a hard cymbal case that also has our, our kick drum logo mm -hmm. head on it, because there's no other way to bring that. That was the thing that the airline lost. But Southwest, they brought it to the festival. Yeah, for they us. found oh, it wow. yesterday okay. morning, about yeah. a, an hour and a half before we went on, they delivered it to the festival. We had all our stuff. So that was a close yeah. call. So it was all good. Um, Kudos to Southwest for I that. Know, you know? know, we do love our Southwest. The two bags per person is a big thing for bands. Yep. Bands that have to fly. Yeah. Wow. Huge, huge difference. Yeah. <laughs> when does uh, when do you get your like uh, your own private plane? Because I know Gary Clark Jr. <laughs> still's like flies commercial. He's amazing, by the way. I know. It's Shout like out a, to him. We love Gary Clark love Jr. Him. He's and an influence, I would say. Oh yeah. He's amazing. The tones that we're doing. Yeah. He's fabulous. I would say. Love him. 
early next year we're going private. <laughs> early next year is the time. Early, probably like, like February or March. We're fucking stars. Yeah. Yeah. Love February or March, we're probably going to be private. Our manager is no. in here, right, Jake? Okay. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, we'll see. So does that does that come out of his cut, or uh, how does that yeah, work? Yeah, we're, well, we're in negotiations right okay. now. Let's give him some bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that is a really good way to negotiate with somebody, yeah. you know. You know what's you great about... Like, give the bottle back and yeah. forth. Yeah. It's a great way to make deals, because you kind of simplify things down to the real yeah. core essence of things. Yeah. Like a nice yeah. sip of bourbon really helps. You know, the, it, the, the uh, problem we have in society is that people don't really respect it, and they just it's drink. It's true. And, I mean, I didn't until you know, now. You just, well, but people, so. like, yeah, people just, like, want to get, they see this as, like, we still haven't gotten over the fact of, like, prohibition. Prohibition is right. true. It's the you American know? thing, the American right. version of it. We, yeah. we have, like, this horrible... Uh, extremist view, like it's so. True. It, it's so true. It's true. with everything, with yeah. food and weed, drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whiskey. Yep, mm-hmm. it's true. And so, people, people like um, will look at that and say, you know, that's the devil. That's a problem. Right. That's, that's a, like, problem. a problem. It's not to be solved right. for a person. Whereas they abuse it and right. whereas if like a couple drinks and just you know having a conversation. Exactly. It could actually lead to a good deal. I, I think so. I think it's actually great for conversation, just in general. And I mean, look yeah, it in Europe, they you up and you just feel even more of a connection with people. Usually, that's what I like about it. Like in Italy and Spain and, and mm-hmm. places in Europe, I mean, it's more wine in yeah. a lot of a lot of cases or other. Yeah, alcohols, I love my red wine too. Other alcohols, but that's a part of the culture there, and mm-hmm. it's as a good thing. It's like conversation and community and yeah. people being around people, and that's a good thing. It. So it, we're getting into a very isolating kind of society where people have their own little worlds and the internet and, and social phones. media and it's this helps break some of that down, which I think is good. So yeah. thank you. I've <laughs> noticed I've noticed that when people are kind of like hanging out, mm-hmm. they're not on their phones. I know. You know, it's, it's just true. It's true. Yeah, we need that. Also, our phones aren't working that great here anyway, so it's kind of that, forcing us yeah. to, which is great. So this is the first actual conversation you've had? No. <laughs> We're actually great conversationalists. So I get that. So we definitely have had a good amount of conversation. Yeah, I've just so been with my head in my phone until we walked into this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so let's get to, to you all a little bit. this is the best one. This is the best one. Yeah. Thank best you. One for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, we, well there, even after this is done, we'll have more. Okay. Great. Uh, let's get into you all a little bit more about mm-hmm. what um, what's next for you. You know, where are you off to? Well, this this won't be out for a while, but just tell right. us, you know, music-wise, what's so, next. What's next is we have our second EP that we're finishing up right in now. In the middle of working on now, yeah. Um, so hopefully we're getting that out in sometime in November. This, this year. And then we have Aftershock. Aftershock and in two weeks in yeah. Sacramento. Are you going to be there? Home state. Uh, I'm... Don't think so. I have okay. I've got some charity stuff I have to do, okay. but nice. us, but usually you know, I'm all about it. What yeah. kind of charity stuff? Uh, I'm doing a uh, fundraiser for the Navy SEAL Foundation, awesome. and then uh, USO. I'm a vet, so I try to oh, do a lot of things to Thank to you. help veterans. Yeah. How long have you been out for? Oh, since 2005. Oh wow, so it's yeah. been a while. Been a while. Yeah. But are um, you doing good? No uh well thank you for asking yeah, i mean it was uh it was a bitch in a bitch boat to yeah. get back but yeah. uh yeah. you know i fought through it yeah Bourbon for sure helps. you know conversations help right oddly this is how i got into it it was like I, when i was uh i'd always been a bourbon drinker and in my uh in my healing process and therapy yeah i, I was uh introduced to mindfulness 
and um, and my therapist was like focus on she had she had this really good ability to spot that had a keen sense of smell okay. she's like focus on smells mm-hmm. and focus on flavors huh. wow and so I would focus so on. So this is your therapy. Yeah. That's it's wonderful. Awesome. And my wife's a shrink, and she tells people, she's like, I wouldn't tell people to drink for therapy. But, <laughs> but in your case, you're it respecting it and not abusing it. So. That's right. We're, well, try to anyway. We're yeah. a big supporter of, like, veterans issues and, like, wounded warriors and things. Obviously, we're not. The Dead Posey's still just getting started, but when we have the opportunity, we're really excited to lend a hand to that and you know play some of those events and, and right on well i'm happy to connect you with the uso they oh, love awesome. they love bands uh yeah. i just did uh i just did a thing with brett michaels and like Great. he nice. he went out to um he was in iraq and like their mm, their sure. m- mortars were yeah. like he was like near he almost got hit wow. so you know so like that when you go out there it's really dangerous but yeah. it right. means so much know, to the people out there. there it really does yeah. out there living that reality every Damn and yeah. it sucks. Imagine. I mean, you got like sand everywhere. Yeah. It's hot all, all the time. So this is nothing we, to you. That's ac- yeah. It actually, the heat really know? doesn't really bother yeah. me that much. Yeah. Today is a little different. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Y'all got to me today. Today, today it's like it, it won. But, um, but after this conversation, you'll probably feel better. Yeah, hopefully. yeah I think so. <laughs> I, and I think we know why. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. One more question. All right. For you. Do you like when people say thank you for your service, or is that kind of an annoyance? No, I, you know. Because I've heard mixed things. So, I have a good friend who wears hats and has decals and everything. Like, I don't wear that. Like, and I, um, and I don't really, um, you know, I think early on I might have talked about it, you know, publicly. Recently, a a magazine did a big story on my past and everything. So, a lot of people have been coming up to me and, and bringing that up. And it really does, it really does mean something to me. Okay. Because, because I'm very proud of that service. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think, I, I know people do get annoyed at little things like that. Of course. But I, I, I would like to sit down with people who are annoyed. Right. And I, wouldn't, I would like to take them through a series of uh, questions and have a conversation about why, mm-hmm. why they're annoyed. You know, because there you, could be triggers that are yeah, it's not even so much. And and so. that's exactly right. And mm-hmm. and that's like, if we can focus on the reason why, yeah. because here you have a really good person trying to do a really good thing yeah. with really good intent, mm-hmm. and I don't think any of us want to take that away from of someone, course. right? Right. You know, and so to this day, uh, when I see someone who's in a hat or something, I will go up to them and I will say thank you for their service without okay. saying anything about my own. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. thank you so, for your service. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers tell, to that. Tell us. Unfortunately, out of, out of booze because right now. Because of you. How about there? Right? I want to try a little what you guys are yeah. doing anyways. Right. Yeah. Well, oh, because yeah. of you nice. and Cheers. a lot of others, we're able to have things like this. Louder than That's life. That's true. Drink bourbon. And I don't know if you noticed the, the police force we have around mm-hmm. here. Yeah. But they've been working their ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, I'm getting... Well, it's, Real quick, sorry to cut that out. I'm getting totally different vibes from this one in a really good way. It's interesting. Yeah, it's a completely <laughs> different whiskey. Wow. It's you a, know? like night and day. But I that's, love them both. That's the beauty of yeah. whiskey. It's like they are, they're all made differently. They're all yeah. tasty. But they all got their own kind of flavor profile. It's kind of like it's fans. Well, yeah. as yeah. time you goes know? on, the pop rock feeling is not happening as much. Is it because it's already coated on the You're, Yeah, you might be used to it. Okay. Yeah. Almost get like graham cracker, like <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch kind of vibe from All this. Right. I'm digging it. <laughs> and, it. And again, this is a Jack Daniels uh, single barrel it's pick. A single barrel, nice. yeah. Nice. 
It's very good. Um, also, we, we have Aftershock. We're doing a week in uh, the UK with Theory oh, yeah. of a Dead Man, a.k.a. Theory. Uh, we're opening for them. That'll be really fun. Going up to Scotland, doing like five or six shows there. We've got Shiprocked Cruise uh, next year in February. Oh, wow. Which should be a blast. we got some other stuff. We're looking at tours for next year and just getting this EP out. Like, yep. And then writing another album next year. So That's, that's great. And how can people episode. find you on social media? Uh, I mean, Google, just type in Dead Posey. You can find everything. Uh, we have deadposey.com where you can get links to all of our socials. Yeah, Instagram's Dead Posey. Twitter is Dead underscore Posey. Facebook's Dead Posey. We're on TikTok, too. TikTok. For the, for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, what's TikTok? <laughs> we'll show you. <laughs> you it's, might like it's it. The new, it's the new rage. It's it, like it another social media. Great. A little cute little uh -huh. video. Another thing I have something. to do. Another thing you have to do. Oh, yeah. God. Uh -huh. yeah. So, yeah, you can find us yeah. in Spotify. Apple Music, Amazon, everywhere, basically. So check it out. Well, given your uh, qualifications for what is making it, uh, after what you just said, mm -hmm. I feel like you've made it. Well, well cheers. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. cheers. One more time. Thanks Thank for you, having sir. us. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, enjoyed that interview. I really still, I'm pulling for them. I know she's going to come through. Everything's going to be fine, and you're going to hear. You're gonna. This is gonna be one of those interviews in ten years. You're gonna be like, "Wow, I got to inter I got to listen to Fred interview Dead Posey before you know they were you know headlining um, headlining arenas around the world. I mean, they're they're a rising star of of a band. So the answer to the trivia is women. the 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 question for the trivia rather was what was the major job that women had and in the distilling business. Now the women did everything in the distilling business, but there was one position that they essentially owned because the, the men were so bad at it. And that was the bottling line. See, whiskey wasn't really bottled until, you know, the 1870s to 1890s. Until then it was kind of put in jugs and rolled around in barrels and siphoned out of those barrels and put into, you know, more jug like containers. And, when they started adding bottling lines and they were they were bottling product, they found out that men were not very coordinated and they would break a lot of the bottles and they would rip a lot of the labels. Whereas women who are sewing and doing uh, chores around the home and doing things that were in kind of close quarters were very much uh, accustomed to holding something tight and putting something together. And so if you think about it, this was really before sports. Like today, you know, the coordination of men is much greater than it was in the 1800s when, you know, they were just roping stuff and tying things and shooting things. I don't know. I just, I just have this vision of an 1800s era man just, you know, not being very coordinated. Like if you asked him to dribble a basketball, it could be one of the funniest things that you've ever seen in your life. So, so women absolutely own the bottling line. And this was actually in effect for a, a very long time. And you, you would see the, the labor unions in the 1950s, the, the women would negotiate uh, keeping men away from the bottling line. And if a woman had to leave for uh, mater maternity leave, they would make sure that another woman would actually get the position. And so there was, they kind of created like a structure uh, that men could not get through. Today, you do see men on the bottling line, but it's still the majority are 
women. Now, let's go take a look at what uh, our listener feedback is this week or what we're getting on social media. This week's listener feedback comes from uh, Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at fred.minic. Uh, there's a dot on that one for my page. This one comes from actually a longtime friend of mine, Larry Cass. He's the former Heaven Hill uh, PR man and now in the Bourbon Hall of Fame. Just an incredible human being. And I love talking to him because he's always got such great stories. And he um, he replied to the post on um, Raylan Nelson, Willie Nelson's uh, granddaughter, and that podcast last week. He wrote, uh, we did Willie's Old Whiskey River. Initially, when we launched it, Willie was playing the, uh, playing the state fair and came by the distillery and toured it with Max and I. Now, that was a great story. He was completely stoned out of his mind. That is something that I, come, I came to realize about the Nelson family. Marijuana is, um, yeah, it's, it's literally in their blood at any given moment, but it's really who they are. I mean, they're, they're, champion, they're champions for, you know, lifting the prohibition on, on, on marijuana. And I, I find that Willie Nelson was kind of one of these one of these like talk about legalizing weed before it was cool. So that interview with Raylan Nelson last week I found to be interesting because you got to see inside uh, an iconic music family, but really I mean, are they a weed family first? I almost think they might be a weed family before they're uh before they're a music family. And that's something. That's something to think about. But uh, that'll do it for uh, this week's episode. I'll, I'll end on that note. But make sure you're following me um, on all the social medias. Just look for my name, Fred Minnick. Click subscribe on this podcast. Give us a review. We need the reviews. We're getting a lot of really good reviews out there, some nice stars. So if you can take just a couple minutes of your day and click the stars and give a quick review, it would mean the world to me. And also, I've got these, um, I've got these stickers that the Fred Minnick Show stickers. I would love to send you one. I would love to send you one. Just go to my website, visit fredminnick.com, and click the contact button and send us a note saying, "Hey, I'd like to, um, I'd like to get a sticker. Show us, you know, give us your address and all that stuff. I'd love to stay in touch with you, but." Make sure you're uh, checking out all the stuff that I'm doing. I'd tell you to come see me at a live event, but all of those are canceled. What I am doing, though, is I am trying to raise money for the bartenders right now who are out of work. And you can go to my YouTube page where I'm doing a live tasting March 20th, and hopefully we can raise a lot of money on YouTube for those bartenders out of work for the, because of the coronavirus. But that'll do it for this week. Everybody take care of one another. Support your friends. Support your family. Wash your hands. Be good to one another. But for God's sake, don't touch a stranger in public. Until next week, I'll see you later. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by The Beeline. 
Visit YourSippingPoint.com and by Michter's American Whiskies. For more information about this podcast, spirits, and more, go to FredMinnick.com.